You are now tuned in to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss living for the kingdom of God while living in the culture. I'm your host, Charlotte Walker. I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner, wife, daughter, sister, auntie, and friend. And I am on the journey of producing and fulfilling every purpose that God saw for me before the beginning of time. And I want you on this journey with me. Each week, we are going to discuss how to apply God's word to our everyday lives. Get ready for some word, some gems, and a few laughs along the way. Now let's start the show. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast, where we discuss life, love, and the pursuit of Christ. Today's episode is titled 10 Things You Need to Know About Your Identity. And this is so important to me because a lot of the reason that we are held up, a lot of the reason that we are afraid to step out in purpose and do what God has called us to do is because we don't understand who we are. And a lot of times people will get caught up in these new age practices. They get caught up in sin. They get caught up in all these other things, really looking for um, the answer that only God has, right? A lot of times people are like, oh, I'm trying to find myself. And then they go into all of this stuff that ain't of God to try to attempt to get that. But we know that God is the only one that knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. And the reason that the enemy really comes after our identity is because he understands that once we know and come into agreement with our true identity, he is defeated, right? We know the end of the story. We have the victory over the devil and he knows it too. So what he does is he'll sit here and he'll play on your emotions. He'll play on your identity. He'll get you going over and comparing yourself to this person and that person on social media, but that's not who God called you to be. And so if he can um, give us this identity crisis, if he can misidentify who we are to us and keep us walking in circles, keep us bound by fear and things that are not of us and are not of our identity and not really understanding who we are through Christ, our inheritance package, right? We will be out here stuck in circumstances that we have no business in. And a lot of times what happens is that we hear things, things are spoken over, over us, over our lifetime, word curses, people telling us we ain't going to be nothing, not going to be nothing, could have never did it, never would have made it or whatever Marvin Sapp said, right? Like we are told these things and spoken these things over our lives and they begin to resonate with us. And we carry them as our identity. Then we go on and we may fall into sin. We make mistakes as we all do, right? Because we all fall short of the glory of God. And then we take on those things, those circumstances as identities, right? So if you had um, a baby when you were a teenager, you take on the title of being a teen mom. If you have a baby out of wedlock, you take on the identity of being a baby mama. But that's not who God called you to be. Yes, you you have a child, you are a mother, but you don't have to take on the identity of these titles that the world gives you. And because we take on these identities, we begin to take on the characteristics of these things, right? So when you hear about a baby mama, stereotypically, they always bitter, they angry, they got this going, they got that going. And that's not the case because you're a new creature in Christ. So when you walk into and you step into who God has called you to be, all of those other things pass away. It does not change the circumstance. But your circumstance is not who you are. 
your circumstance is not who you are. It's a part of your life. It's something that happened to you, but it is not who you are. It is not how you base your decisions on the rest of your life because X, Y, and Z happened to you, right? And so what happens is we take on these circumstances, we take on these temporary things as our identities, and we never walk into the fullness of who God has called us to be. And then we're out here looking broke, busted, and disgusted. And so we want to make sure that we are coming into agreement with who God called us to be and identifying that. And so today, and this may end up being a two part episode, but I'm telling y'all right now, get your notepads out because we go in scripture heavy and we are discussing 10 things that you need to know to put hell on notice about your identity. So the first thing that we have to come into agreement with is the fact that we are made in the image of God, period. We are made in the image of God. And I know that seems so elementary, but a lot of us don't really truly understand what that means, or at least we act like we don't understand what that means, me included. Okay, we have to understand that if God wanted us to look like um, and be like everybody else, then we would be. So it doesn't matter whether you skinny, you slim thick, you super thick, you thick, thick, whatever the case may be, you are made in the image of God. Genesis 127 says, so God created human beings in his own image and in the reflection of God, he created them male and female. He created them. We are made in the image of God. And so what we spend so much time hating ourselves, hating the way that we look hating what God made and we are able to walk in who God called us to be because we sitting out here hating the one thing that he made. He made you. God don't make no junk. God don't make no mistakes. And so it's so important to understand that God made you exactly the way that you are, that he is very pleased. He looked at you and said that you were good. And it's nobody else's, um, nobody else's job to affirm that you were made in God's image and God's likeness. And so you need to walk like that. You need to walk like you were made in God's image. We spend so much time, um, self-loathing and being unappreciative for the work that God has done because we feel like everybody got to look like Beyonce. That's so ridiculous. Culture has told us that you have to have your waist snatched in order to be deemed beautiful. Excuse you? No, I'm made in the image of God, period. And not only on the outside, but on the inside as well. And so we have beauty on the outside and the inside because of who I am made in the image of. And so it's so important that you sit and meditate on Genesis 127 because the enemy is out here getting you from the rip because you don't like how you look. Every day you walk into the mirror and you're telling yourself, I don't like this. I don't like that. And you're, you're complaining to God about something that he made. We need to get into the habit of going into the mirror and thanking God. God, I thank you that my eyes are brown, okay, just like my skin, and it's smooth, okay? Like, God, I thank you that um, I may not, you know, be the tallest, but fun-sized is great, right? We need to take these things um, that the enemy tells us that we are to hate because he wants us to hate ourselves, And we need to thank God for the differences that we have. God, I thank you for the gap in between my front teeth. You ain't got to like it, sis, but I do. 
Okay, we thank God for the things that make us unique. So that way we're able to grow. We're able to um, get past and really love ourselves. We cannot a lot of times and I talked about this in a bonus episode called fake love. A lot of times we struggle with loving each other because you don't love yourself. I tell y'all every week, love God, love people, love yourselves. You cannot have one without the other. You can't really know love if you don't love God. You can't love other people if you don't love yourself. And this isn't in a way that you um, put yourself above others and you're being selfish, but you have to love who God created and who God created you to be. There's no way around it. So understand that you are made in the image and in the likeness of God. This episode of the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast is brought to you by the Producer Society. The Producer Society is an online membership group for women looking to draw closer to God, to develop godly community, and to produce everything that God has called her to. Members of the Producer Society receive early access to the God Goals and Girl Talk podcast episodes, monthly Bible studies, exclusive online events, and so much more. If you are ready to get connected with other women who are chasing after God, and wanting to produce his purpose in their lives, then this community is for you. Visit www.producersociety.com to start your free 30-day trial today. Now let's get back to the show. The next thing that you need to know is that you have been adopted and you are God's daughter. So much of what we um, believe is tied to our relationship um, or lack thereof with our earthly fathers, right? So if you had a pretty decent relationship with your dad here on earth, I feel like um People who I've spoken with who have good relationships with their dad oftentimes have a very good representation of who they know God to be because they had a good example, right? As parents, um, parents are oftentimes the first kind of image of God that children are able to see. So that's why it's so important that when you're a parent that you practice what you preach, okay? And that because you're representing God to your children, And so I feel like what happens is if you had a dad that abandoned you, if you had a dad that um, that mistreated you, that abused you, it is very easy to convolute your earthly father's identity with God's identity. Right. If your earthly father wasn't present, you may feel rejected or fatherless. And so we have to understand that God is not man. And so we cannot hold God responsible for the behaviors of humans that have their own will. Right. And it doesn't mean that you don't go to therapy and you don't overcome the trauma and you don't deal with those things in the practical. But what I'm saying is that a lot of us are out here not tapping into what God wants us to and who God called us to be because we're acting like orphans. You have an orphan mentality. You don't want to build relationship with people. We talked about this um, in our year of uh, connection episode like you don't you want to be all about yourself because you're afraid to be vulnerable with other people and that's not what God called us to do 
You have an orphan mentality to where you feel like you are selfish. You want to hold on to everything because you feel like everybody's trying to take something from you. And that's not the case. And so you have to really understand that we are... um adopted into God's family. And so I have, y'all know, I told y'all it's scripture heavy. So Ephesians 1, 5 says that God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. So not only did God adopt you, but he did so um, with great pleasure. He did so openly. He did so um, by sacrificing his only son because he wanted to be able to be in relationship with us. And it's so important that you understand that God gave when he didn't have to. So that that same um, that same kind of love that he would give uh, to to do something so grandiose, because I don't know about some of y'all, but like my dogs couldn't die for some of these people. Okay, let's let's be clear. God is working on me yet, but I would not. I cannot fathom sacrificing my child um, for people who may mistreat you just for, for not a guarantee, right? It's not guaranteed that everybody was going to serve God and love him the way that he ought to be loved because he's God. And we see that in our day to day life. But yet and still, he loved us. He adopted us. And so we have to understand that you are not fatherless. And you are his daughter because you've been adopted. So I want y'all to read Ephesians 1 and 5, Galatians 4, 4 through 5 and 7, Matthew 18 and 5, and John 1 and 12. Okay, so understand, one, you're made in God's image. Two, you're adopted and you are his daughter. And next thing you need to really understand is not only are you made in God's image, but you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Okay. Again, stop telling God that you are not satisfied with his work. Because anytime we complain about our body, our image, um, and this doesn't mean that you're not looking to be healthier, et cetera, et cetera. But, but some of us have things like, um, body dysmorphia disorder, where we just really hate our bodies. We don't see ourselves the way that the rest of the world sees us. And every time we complain about our bodies, every time we complain about something that um, we don't like, we're telling God, you know what, God, you didn't do a good job. You did not do a good job with me. I don't like it. I'm not pleased. And we may not um, think of it that way, but that's exactly what is happening. And the enemy wants to keep you trapped there. He wants to keep you trapped there. Psalms 139 and 14 says, thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Other translations say fearfully and wonderfully made. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. Thank you, God, because I'm your workmanship. It's marvelous. I love how complex you've made me. I love all of my personality traits. I love that I'm not like anything or anybody else out here. Thank you for making me different, God. God, show me how to use this uniqueness that you've given me to serve you and to serve your people, because that's what this is about. Hey, sis, are you enjoying this week's show? I pray that you are. Make sure that you connect with us and you keep the conversation going. Follow us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk. Make sure that you subscribe to the show. 
you rate the podcast and you leave us a review. And don't forget to share the show with your friends, your coworkers, your mom and them, all the people. Okay. Okay. Now let's get back to the show. The next thing that you need to know in regards to your identity, number four is where we are, if you've lost count, okay? Um, You were placed here for a specific job and purpose. So this isn't a cliche, okay? Like God said it. Um, And it doesn't matter if you weren't planned and um, if the circumstances of your birth and you getting here didn't add up. God knew you and he knew that you were coming. And so you being a part of his plan um, is why you are here. Like you have work to do. We all have the same purpose. Okay. If y'all have taken my mission mindset class, we did mission mindset reloaded. Um, if you're in the producer society and we talked about this, we all have the same purpose as the daughter of God. We are to go out and make followers and more disciples of Jesus Christ. But our dad, because he loves us so, gave us so many dope uh, talents and gifts and quirks and circumstances that he's able to use them all to reach the people that he wants to reach. So the people that I reach are different than the people that you're called to reach. Okay, so I need y'all to stop playing because there are souls on the line. I don't want to hear nobody else say they don't know what their purpose is. I don't want to hear nobody else say that, that they don't have no purpose. That is a lie from the pits of hell. All of us have a purpose. All of us, God had a plan for us. Jeremiah 29, 11 tells us that he has plans for us. And God has a personal plan for you because he knew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. So that's Jeremiah 1 and 5. So When we talk about purpose, my three things, one, our purpose has been provided. It's not lost to say that your purpose is lost means that, um, or to say that you're looking for purpose rather, I'm sorry, means that it's lost and it's not, it's been provided to you. Matthew 28, go read the great commission, sis. Okay. Your purpose is also personal. God knew you before you were even here. We love to quote Jeremiah one and five, but we have to, we have to really take that to heart. Your plan is personal. God knows what you can and can't do. He knows the gifts and talents that he gave you. So the plan that he has for you is personal. Get off Instagram, trying to copycat everybody else and go do what God called you to do individually. And then lastly, God has the plan. Your purpose is planned. So again, you run everywhere else, but to God to get the plan. Stop it. Okay, you were placed here for a specific job and a specific purpose. And the reason that you have to understand your identity and come into agreement with it is because that there is somebody who is suffering because you have not gone out and started doing what God has called you to do. So we have to overcome these um, these feelings of fear and doubt and self-doubt. All of that is from the pits of hell. You have to deal with it and push through it so you can continue to do and serve the people that God has called you to. And this doesn't mean that the people that you've been called to, you're going to be out here on stages at conferences, et cetera. You may have just been called to those third grade students that you teach. And over the years, you're going to teach 20,000 students and they're going to know who God is because they've been in your class. I had a teacher like that. Fifth grade, Miss Merritt will never forget her. I will never forget her. 
And there are so many mountains of influence um, in education, government, um, in and the uh, media, art to entertainment, healthcare, where God needs us to stand up and to walk in our purpose. But we're too busy trying to be Instagram famous that we're not really making no real change. You have been placed here with a specific job. If you don't go to God and find out what it is and get information, sis, I know something, okay? I know something. We've got to square up in the spirit because there are people who are going to hell eternally because you refuse to um, because you've buried your your treasure. You've buried your portion. You did like the um, the parable of the sower. You were afraid. So you buried that thing and God called you evil and wicked. Instead of going out and and giving and investing um, into the community and investing into God's people and bringing a return, we sit on it because we feel like we can't use it the way we want to. Oh, well, God, I ain't got 100,000 followers, so I ain't doing it. Stop it. Stop it. We are one body, the body of Christ. And I joke all the time, like none of y'all be out here like, oh, girl, I see your heart out here. It is thumping. okay, sis. like all the blood is flowing appropriately through all of your ventricles and all of your chambers are looking nice, girl. Ain't no thickening or nothing. Nobody says that. But if your heart, which is not seen, right, the heart don't get seen. You don't even think about your heart beating. okay? S.A. No, just out here doing what she's supposed to be doing every day, minding her business. Okay, giving you that 60 to 120 beats. That's what she's doing. You don't even have to think about your SA node. Some of y'all didn't even know that that's the, the pacemaker of your heart. But let it go. Let it let your SA node be like, you know what? Nobody talks about me enough. So I quit. Your dietary choice is disrespectful. I quit. Now you're dead. So, so many of us want to be seen. So many of us want platforms, but the body is dying because of it. Because you a strong kidney and you out here trying to be eyes because they get lashes and they get makeup and you can get beat in the face. Child, no. Get in position for the specific job and purpose that God has called you to. Your identity is directly attached to you understanding what this is. And that's why the devil out here trying it. Because if you're out of position, then the body's not at equilibrium and we all dying. In some uh, shape, form, or fashion, we all suffer. We may be able to compensate. If you start, if your organs start to fail, your body has, like God did his thing, your body will start to try to keep up with the demand. But eventually you go into multiple organ failure. That's why people are getting burnt out in the church. Because we got too many people sitting on the sidelines as spectators, knowing good and well, God told you to get out and join a ministry and serve. But you want to come and get fed. We have to step it up. And our identity is directly attached to this. And so the last thing that we're going to talk about, number five, is now is your time. We have such a bad habit of pushing off the things that God has called us to do or waiting until the perfect time to act or move. Once I stop cussing, then I'll go get baptized. Once I get my money right, God, then I'll do, you know, I'll give. Once, once, you know, once I'm, I'm in a position to, uh, once I, you know, have more time, then I'll spend time with you. No, you won't. 
because what you do with your time, talent, and treasure is a direct reflection of your heart. What you do now shows what you're going to do later. You don't automatically change because, uh, you know, you didn't got dipped in the pool and now you come up and you don't cuss no more. No, there's work that is attached to it. So if you haven't started um, partnering with the Holy Spirit to do the work, yes, you should get baptized. It's an outside expression, um, an external expression of of your love for God and your commitment and your dedication. But if you only dedicate it when they when they dip you down and come back up, now you just uh, you just a damp sinner. If you're not really doing the work and allowing the Holy Spirit to do um, the the work to transform and renew you, if you're not putting in the work, you're not doing the um, the steps of the divine discipline that we talk about with consecration, commitment and consistency. Those those pillars of the producer society. If you're not doing that in your day to day life, boo, you wet for no reason. You have to understand that time is not promised to us. A lot of us are very much so um, prideful in the sense that we think that we have until tomorrow to do what God says. You don't know the time nor the hour when God, when uh, Jesus is coming back. You better get on assignment today. Today. One story that I feel like really hits home with this is Esther. And in Esther 4.14, I believe it was her her cousin Mordecai. So in Esther, if you don't know the story, read it. She was a queen. And because she was in position, she risked her life, saved all the Jews. It was, it's a lot. But Esther 4.14 says, if you keep quiet at a time like this, deliverance and relief for the Jews will arise from some other place. So just know that God, he going to get done what he needs to get done, that part. So don't miss the divine timing. But you and your relatives will die. Okay? So somebody's still suffering because of your inaction. Who knows if perhaps you were made queen for such a time as this? You have been put in position for such a time as this. God's will is going to be done whether you do it or not, but your family will suffer. You and your relatives will die. Deliverance and relief will come from some other place because God going to be God no matter what. But others will still suffer because you fail to act right now. This is not the year for shenanigans. Okay, it is really bold of us to think that we can put off God until tomorrow. Who do we think we are? And I've been guilty of that. If God told you to get something done, sis, get started today. Get started today. Pray for that coworker. Call that family member. Forgive that person. Do it today. You don't have time to sit around and decide how you feel about it. Your feelings going to get you caught up. Some of us just have to start making decisions. It's not always about what you feel and whether or not you feel, you know, I feel a thing. I don't feel like forgiving them. Okay. But you know, if you're, you're given on, you're forgiven in the same measure that you forgive others. So if you're walking around with unforgiveness, you're not going to be able to operate in your true identity. You're not going to be able to operate in purpose. You're going to be bound by unforgiveness and be stagnant and be frustrated. And your life is going to bear the fruit of that. 
So we're going to put a pin in this. We'll come back to the other five. Let's do a quick recap over the five things that we discussed this week about your identity. First, you are made in the image of God. That's Genesis 127. Next, you have been adopted and are a daughter and are a daughter of the most high king. So the, the scripture that I read was Ephesians 1 and 5, but there's Galatians 4 and uh, 4, 4 and 5, Galatians 4 and 7, Matthew 18 and 5, and John 1 and 12. Next, you are not only made in God's image and his likeness, but you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that's Psalms 139 and 14. Next, you've been placed for a specific job and purpose. Okay, your purpose has been provided. That's in Matthew 18. Your purpose is personal, Jeremiah 1 and 5. And your purpose is planned, Jeremiah 29 and 11. And lastly, now is your time. You have been made for such a time as this. Get to work, Esther 414. So I'm going to have these scriptures available for y'all. Um, if you go to our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com, click on our resource library, you will be able to access um, all of the scriptures from today's episode. Make sure that y'all get connected with us in the Producer Society. We are really working on um, getting ourselves in position to receive everything that we're asking for this year. We just did a mid-year reset that was fire, okay? Um, getting organized and really focusing ourselves for the second half of the year and not waiting until December to be like, oh man, we didn't get things accomplished that we wanted to get accomplished. So we're taking that time to pivot. To pivot. So if you are interested in just getting connected with a group of women who are about God and who's about God's business and out here producing what God has called us to, you need to get connected with us in the producer society, okay? There's a free trial, child. You ain't got no reason not to at least come see what we about. Okay. So definitely um, go over to our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. And until next week, guys, continue to love God, love people and love yourselves. And I'll talk to you next week. I pray you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Make sure you stay connected with us throughout the week by following us over on Instagram at God Goals and Girl Talk, hitting us up on Twitter at GGGT Podcast, and checking out our website, www.godgoalsandgirltalk.com. The website is lit, it has a free resource library, and you can search podcast episodes based on topics, all the things, okay? So until next week, continue to love God, love people, and love yourselves. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.